Because the Bible says in the last days, people are going to have itching ears. They're not going to want to hear the truth. They will not tolerate sound doctrine. So people will get up and preach doctrines of devils. devils. Joe, immoral communist Biden, is a supporter of transgender surgery, puberty blockers, even for minors, and all at public expense. I'm sick of it. The communism that came in this country and the socialism, the whole Democratic Party, it was weaned in Baptist churches just like this and preachers who said they believed the Bible and lying about it at the same time. Why can't we just believe that God says what he means and means what he says? All right, good morning. Welcome everyone to another episode. You're here with the Cancelled Preacher on the Pan- Cancelled Preacher podcast. I'm uh, Jonathan Hudson, here with my dad, Phil Hudson. And uh, we're good, glad to be with you this this morning. And thanks for listening in. Thanks for joining live if you're with us now. Thanks for listening on uh, the podcast if that's when you join us. Uh, we're glad to have you. We're going to talk today about why churches are going liberal. And uh, one thing that really gets you fired up is what we had occur this past weekend. We had uh, we had a light dusting of snow and some pretty frigid temperatures. Pretty frigid, I guess all over the United States, but, but around here we don't get that real often. Uh, man, down in the negatives most of the day on Sunday. And, um, well, it, churches... It was cold, yes. Churches, um, I guess, decided... Decided to close the doors kinda all, like over, all Andy, over the country. Kind of like Andy Griffith. You remember when he goes to church and he goes into jail to get that young boy? And he says, where are we going? He says, we're closing. <laughs> <laughs> you're closing close, close the, the jail. jail. You remember? <laughs> I remember, yeah. And uh, Well, you can't close the jail, you know. And we don't close hospitals, right? <laughs> we don't cro- close drugstores. We don't close Walmart. We don't close gas stations. But for some reason, liberal preachers think that they have the authority to close church, you know. And just because he's afraid to go to church, I don't think that he ought to just assume everybody's afraid to go to church. Uh, well, uh, uh, what is what is church that you that 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 caused you to say, well, this pastor has no authority to close church? He doesn't. Jesus said, "Open it," you know, and not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. And we know it's supposed to get together on the Lord's Day, cause, and you know. Um, John was in the spirit on the Lord's day, so you know that covers Sunday, and it says not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a matter of some is, and then we just think in history all the persecution and all the suffering that people endured to go to church, you know, and they were willing to pay the price to come to church. Now we're not paying; it's just the opposite. Now we're not willing to go the extra mile. We are not willing uh, to risk our lives <laughs> or anything for the cause of Christ. I mean, absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. You're telling me. That you are willing to be a martyr for Christ, but you're not willing to come to church for Christ? Mm. There's just no way. It does not add up. Well, and one thing you say a lot is, um, you know, especially during COVID, you said preachers are closing church because they wanted to close church. Yeah. They just didn't have, uh, they don't have nothing to say. Um, and uh, Christians would rather stay home anyway. Yeah. And so when they find a convenient excuse, then um, we just go ahead and take it. As the scriptures say, glad to have it so. They would just, you know, well, now I got a legitimate reason because the preachers canceled church. Now that well, then you need to go find another church. You know, if your preacher is going to cancel church, all all he's doing is is setting a precedent and an example for people who are supposed to follow him, and um, to say, okay, so whenever the preacher thinks that it's too cold, that 
that gives me a legitimate reason not to go to church. So too cold for the preacher is going to be, you know, maybe zero. But too cold for the carnal Christians looking for an excuse is going to be freezing, negative mm-hmm. 30, I mean 32 degrees. Oh, yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? Like you say all the time, people don't live by your, they don't live by your example, but they live by your principle. Yes, yes. And what, what you do in moderation, um, as far as doing wrong, you know, those that follow you will do in excess, mm-hmm. you know. And what you do, what you do with your hand, they're going to embrace in their heart. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we've got to accept. We got to set this example. But what? Uh, okay, so preachers. I mean, churches all over the country. You know, closed. And of course, we are uh, among the few, right, that have this this kind of mindset. We never close. But where where are these people coming from? Where they imagine? Where they think that you know it's? Well, I have to close the church. They're liberals. <laughs> They're just liberals, and they don't know it yet. What would they say? Because they're not going to say, "Well, I'm a liberal." That's well, they're going to say, we're gonna, "They're, they're going to say uh, because of you know three old codgers and two Trav Dodgers, <laughs> that ain't going to come anyway. We got to protect them, uh, you know. Therefore, I've got to tell them not to come to church because they don't have enough sense to know not to come to church. So I got to close the entire church for the very few that ain't going to come anyway. <laughs> it's un- it's unreal. <laughs> okay, so. If we do have real bad weather, which just happens, this happens every once in a while. It seems like every time we get snow, we, we, me and you love what snow. What do these preachers think they are? They think they're gods? I mean, uh, and so here, here's where it's going. Well, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if somebody you know, came to church because we had church and they had an accident and died. Well, if that person is so stupid as to go out in church when they know it's bad weather, well, you know, that, that's not on the preacher. That's on them. So your mindset That's is- be like saying, okay, so Walmart's open. Is somebody on their way to Walmart? You know, That's and they true. have an accident and, you know, yep. but the same preacher, he'll end up at Walmart in the afternoon and, and, and he will, you know, you know, he, he will, you know, you know, trade with Walmart, you know, and Walmart is, I mean, does a lot more wrong than that, you know, as far as some of the, you know, what they believe and they, you know, all that stuff. And of course, they're not going to say, hey, we're not liable. You know, we're not liable. If they didn't want to come to Walmart, they shouldn't have come to Walmart. Mm-hmm. If they thought it was too dangerous to come to Walmart, they shouldn't have come to Walmart. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, all, all they are are just Democrats and they don't know it yet because that's exactly where they're going. And they might vote Republican out of convenience sake, but they're Democrats. They're liberal Democrats. They're, they're Bernie Sanders wannabes in, in the pastorate. And I'm going to tell you why. Because what the Democrats, what is their go to excuse for taking away your freedom? What is it always? For your safety. For your safety. For your safety, what well, the cop says all the time. So he's going to take away your, you know, he's going to handcuff you, right? And he's going to take it. Now, I, I get it in some situations. But I'm talking about, you know, in, in sometimes a policeman, he'll lie to you to try to get you to tell the truth and all that kind of stuff. And he'll deta- he'll arrest you sometimes on trumped up charges. And then they're dropped later on. So he's going to violate your constitutional rights <clears throat> all on for your safety and for my safety. And I got to get you off the road for the safety of everybody. Everything's for, for your safety. So we're going to make all of these laws, gun laws, for everybody's safety. All right? COVID shot for everybody's safety, you know? Masking. Masking for everybody's safety. And, you know, people that believe that, you know, you guys, you have a hole in your head. If you bleed Lord Fauci, you know, Ouchie Fauci, you know, <laughs> um, you, you're, you're crazy. You know, they come out and they say, well, your masks, you got to wear a mask so you don't get COVID. Well, what if I want to get COVID? What if I want? What if I want COVID? You mean I can't? I, I can't decide for myself. You say, well, who would want COVID? Well, then then quit drinking Mountain Dew, quit eating candy bars because you're gonna get cancer. 
You see what I'm saying? You, you're responsible for your choices. Mm-hmm. And the state's not responsible for your choices. And that is where this Democrat thinking goes. Exactly. You know, the the, the York, mama state. Yeah, New York, you know, they were trying to get rid of soda. Uh, up, to, You know you, about that? Um, they, oh, I know. They had limits on the uh, size of, of sodas. And see, because like Democrats, they don't think that you have a mind. So they have to do their thinking for you. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way with these pastors that close their churches. They don't think, they have a, they don't think their congregation is, I think the congregation is stupid. Too stupid to know whether or not to stay in the house if it's too dangerous to come out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, if we have really bad weather, what, and, uh, and you know, half the people can't come, what should we do? What should this church do? This it, church is going to have church. Okay, what if you're not here? Uh, okay, so let me give you an example that I've often used. <laughs> okay, so I'm an admirer of Charles Haddon Spurgeon notwithstanding his Calvinism. Um, but I, I like his principles. Anyway, so he was just a teenager, and uh, he got convicted, and he felt like he needed to go to church to find God. And so I, I can't remember. I, I've, I've read several of his biographies, two big ones, and then others as well, and read many, many of his sermons over the years. I don't know if he was 14 or 15 or something like that. Um, he started pastoring when he was like 20 or 21. He was very young. So this is a few years before. He never went to college. He just, um, anyway, so there he is. It was, I don't believe it was London, but it was a, it was a city. And so he go, it was snowing. It was a terrible snowstorm that night. And he goes to the first church, as I remember the story, and it was closed. Goes to the second church, it was closed, third church. After three churches, he finally finds one, Primitive Methodist Church, memory serves me right. And uh, he goes in, sits down in the very back row uh, on the aisle, and I believe he said there was like four people there, and the preacher didn't show up. And I guess the assistant pastor or, or the deacons didn't even show up. One fellow showed up, about three other people. And uh, so the preacher, the, the guy that just got up, he says, well, somebody ought to do something, so I'm going to get up, and I'll, I'll just preach something for those that have come. And so as the story goes, the guy opened up to Isaiah, you know, where it says look and live, you know. And the guy's preaching along that line. He says, you know, just this is what the Bible says, what the gospel says. And the preacher that was preaching that night, just said, and you, young man, visiting in the back row, sitting right there, God may be talking to you. If you're not saved, you can look and live. This applies to you as well. Spurgeon said he got saved that night. And so I feel like, you know, God is calling people. And God doesn't just wait till it's fair weather to call people. You know, God calls people, and people get convicted at all times, at all places, you know. And uh, Zach, uh, Zacchaeus got convicted up in a tree, right? A woman by the well. Mm-hmm. And um, well, anyway, and so this is this is what I have often said. OK, so if I can't make it, then you preach. If you can't make it, then let our song leader preach. Brother Charlie, you know, he's preached before. If he can't make it, well, then just like the president, if the president dies, the vice president takes over. God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> and then if the vice president dies or is incapacitated, then have the um, secretary of state. And then what is it, Secretary of Defense that's next, you know, right on down? Um, I can't remember. But anyway, um, same way. You know, somebody get up and just, and if only a bunch of ladies show up because their husbands are too scared, you know, <laughs> um, let them do like the women did. They gathered out by the river, uh, out by Philippi, mm-hmm. you know, have a prayer meeting and let one of the ladies, you know, let the older women teach the younger women. Find the oldest one that's, you know, that's saved and, and can deliver a sermon or at least, you know, uh, an exhortation to the ladies and let them let them get together. And pray. You know, the Bible says where two or three are gathered in my name, there I'm in the midst. 
So you don't need a, you don't have to have a preacher. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of churches right now where the the, the pastorate is vacated. Mm-hmm. So does that mean they're no longer a church? So this this is what this is what I think y'all do. All, all you liberal you know to people that go to these liberal churches. You don't, don't tell me you're fundamental. No, you're not. No, you're not. Um, you're the one that closed down for COVID, and all these C's. Uh, it's it's C's that that are a problem. Um, I mean A B C. So you got COVID, you got cold, right? And uh, compromise, Calvinism, <laughs> charismatic movement, and Catholicism. There they are. Yep. So do you see what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no play on words. Um, but um, again, with COVID, with COVID, shoot, we didn't close. You know, there's you, you don't have the authority. No preacher has the authority to override what Jesus said. None. You know. So you're. Um, uh, it, it is kind of. You might say, I guess, arrogant to think that, well, because the preacher can't make it, we can't have church. Well, I mean, who do you think you are? You know, um, what if you were to drop dead tomorrow? Uh, you know, the body of believers would still come together. And and like you said, like you say a lot, you can't true churches didn't close because the true church is the uh, the obedience to the command of Jesus. Follows the, the to, Lord. Right. To just go ahead and and meet together. That's what Jesus said. That's right. And uh, so, you know, the state comes in and closes Maybe close the so-called church. The true church will be somewhere, do, you know, doing what they were supposed to do, and uh, all it will do is reveal all the fake churches out there. That's exactly the right. That's that exactly right. Businesses with celebrity pastors leading them, people falling in line to, well, the preacher says this, we can't have church, so we can't, you know, we can't go to church today. Um, and uh, but the true church is. Is going to is going to go on with or without me and you. You 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 close the church for the state. You know what you do? You're worshiping the beast. That's all you're doing. You're worshiping the beast. You know, uh, on God's day of all days. You know, at least be a compromiser and meet on Saturday or Tuesday or something like that. I mean, at least do that. But to just close church and and deny people the right and it's and privilege, but it, it's a God given right to be able to come to church. And to, you know, some people, they need church, you know. Obviously, that pastor does not care about the needs of his people, you know. Um, and it, it's a funny thing, too. I, I recall over the years that, you know, not many people would come. And I remember one time we had a family come all the way from, uh, it was Dan Brown's mom and dad came uh, all the way from, gee, I'm going to say, I want to say St. Charles or St. Peter's, you know. Because no churches around there were open. He wanted to come to church. They felt like they needed to go to church that night. And they drove through the snowstorm all the way, all the way here. I'm talking an hour, wow. back roads. Wow. Yeah. And um, and so, and then you, then you compare that with the first century. Here it is, they met in catacombs. If they were caught, they were hauled in jail. And also through the dark ages, you know. I mean, you preachers, you ought to be ashamed of yourselves. You need to get right with God, you backsliders. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So what about the... What about the people that say, "Well, you're, you know, you're putting pressure on people to come to church when, uh, you know, it's dangerous." That's because that's because the people that would say that are people that have too much control over their congregation. That's true. And that's people, another C right will, there. That's a good another pe- C control. And people will call you a dictator. They'll say, "Well, you're just this, you know, you're just dictator of your church." When it's just the opposite. Same thing they do in politics, right? They 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 call the they call Trump the fascist. Unbelievable, and it's Biden. It's it's Biden that's all these executive orders. It's mm-hmm. Biden that's ignoring the Supreme Court. It's Biden is just doing whatever he wants to do. Yeah, Biden is the absolute dictator. He's a he's an evil demon, Joe Biden. 
And your whole point here is, I am not. I am not the final authority here. I don't have the authority. Christ is. Uh, you're basically saying, uh, you're basically teaching your people uh, that you don't have the authority. You know, in these certain areas, don't listen to me if I get up and try to, you know. Uh, Change what God said and di- and told us to do. You are talking about a dictator? You know, it's like Brother Hiles. Brother, that was accused of Brother Hiles of being a dictator. He said, "You don't like it? Here, leave, <laughs> leave. Go ahead." That's you not know. what cults say, by the way. I, I know, but but you know, they they say that's all twisted as a way to to, to really entangle you psychologically. You know, but uh, I've said I've said the same thing. I said, if you don't like what I'm preaching, leave, and I'm not chasing you down either. I'm not coming after you because obviously you were out of God's because you weren't going to seek the pastor's advice. Okay, as as to the decision not to come. Okay, so why would I go and ask you now to seek the pastor's advice? That's insane. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not chasing you down. And if you leave through the back door, you're just going to kind of walk out and not say goodbye to anybody. Um, well, then you're going to commit through the back door. Mm-hmm. There ain't, there's not going to be no big welcome when you come back. Mm-hmm. Just like there was no big fan fan when you left. You know, um, it's just not going to happen. And and um, and as far as tithing is concerned, you know. I've often prayed, God, for those people who don't want to give, don't let them give, you know? And I've often said, God, we prayed like in uh, Proverbs, don't give us more than we need or less than we need. Give us what we need to do what you've called us to do, period. That's it. Right. Because we don't need money. We need the power of God on our lives. We need your blessing. We need your presence here. That's what we need. Amen. You know? But all these preachers, what they do is they get into all this political stuff, you know, and they're just following politics. That's all they're doing. They're following Hollywood. They're following politics. And they're just using Madison Avenue um, techniques, you know, and Wall Street techniques and marketing techniques and all the things that, you know, techniques um, to try to get a crowd, sustain a crowd, or pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Hang on that stuff. Amen. Forget it. Forget yeah. it. And a preacher is never really going. He's never really entered the ministry until he's passed his, in, like a doctor, has an internship and then residency. Most preachers are never never going to get out of residency because they're afraid to preach the truth because they're afraid people are going to leave. Mm. You know? Well, then you don't, first of all, you, you, you're not ready for the pastorate. You have got to be willing to preach what God lays on your heart. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. And, um. Well, one thing about this that you, that you say all the time, and, uh. <laughs> when it comes to closing church or, you know, bad weather, are we going to have church? Um, it's if you don't feel like you can make it, then don't come. Yeah, don't come. It's it's your decision. Again, taking the uh, authority from you, pe- yeah. the dictator. But you are, are saying, I'm telling you to make the choice. Don't listen to me. I don't want to tell you what, what to do. Yep. And, and so you and so. Uh, and, and you, you you say more power to you if if they're calling for a dusting and you say I don't feel safe, don't come, don't, don't come. But then your your preaching along this line is this: God knows that if you would go to the ball game or to the store to work in the same weather, God knows, and you're not right with God. That's exactly right. But you always say that you say it's up to you. If you don't, whatever wherever you're at, that's fine. But you just got to be consistent. Same thing with COVID, right? But it was the consistency. It was revealing that we really just don't want to come. We just want an excuse. We want a convenient excuse because we'll do everything else. We'll go down to Walmart, you know, and uh, you can't have 20 people in our auditorium, but you can have 500 people in Walmart, and there's only two doors to get in. Um, and somehow that's, you know, that's okay. Right. Um, and so, uh, but, you know, people who would say, well, I can't believe you would have church and put people in danger. First of all, you're not having church. You can't have church any more than you can close it. That's right. Secondly, um, you know, you're saying 
don't I'm not I'm not the the, the dictator of your life. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's too dangerous for you to step out your front door <laughs> on a Sunday morning. Uh, and you know what? The cold, you know, cold weather. And by the way, it was really just cold. It wasn't snow. It was just cold. It was a dusting. It, it, it's it, all that it was. It was a that, dusting, and the roads were clear, basically. And that's exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, dusting. Yeah, because it's we don't ever seem to really get the big snowstorms. I wish we would. Yeah, they go past. When us I a was a kid growing up in New Jersey, boy, we had two or three feet. You know, uh, you know, not every year, but I mean, you'd get some snow. And and now for some reason everything just kind of goes right around Union, Missouri. You know, um, we just kind of miss it. It's a little bit north, a little bit south, but. Yep. I wish we would get a biggie. You Every know? once in a while we get. I think the most I remember is about 18 inches. Yeah, and but the, the the problem is normally the next day it's 56 degrees. <laughs> yes. and, yes. You know, it, it was like yesterday. Um, then we had, an uh, what, about an inch uh, last night oh, yeah. uh, or two nights Monday. ago, whatever it was. And uh, no, it was, it was Wednesday morning because I was talking to a guy that was working here at the church. And he says, are you going to you going to plow this off? I said, no, it's going to be about, you know, because blacktop, you know, we have asphalt. I said, no, it, it'll all be gone, yeah. you know, a couple of hours. And it was, it just mm-hmm. melted right away, you know. And, um, but it, it just reveals to me that 90, I would, I, now I'm talking about young people who have not yet found their feet. You know, first of all, they should not be in the ministry. You know, they should not be pastoring a church, you know. But the, but, but the congregation, you know, they're looking for a young dynamic they're looking for charismatic a charismatic pretty boy mm-hmm. you know um dots all his eyes and cross all his t's and all, all of that and uh but they're not they're not willing to look into his convictions you know what do you what do you really believe you know and a, a lot of these guys they, they just do not believe in making the main thing the main thing you know and um it's the lord's it's the lord's day you know and this is you know, I mean, church is the Lord's house. And by the way, how can you close church? Let me let me ask some of you liberal compromisers um, that are doing more harm than good for the cause of Christ. I'm talking about in America. Folks may get saved in your church. Maybe. You don't know. You don't know. Okay. But anyway, what if, say, those people said, well, forget the pastor. If he doesn't want to have church, hang him. And then so they say, well, they're just going to go down to the park, have church, you know. And I'm using the park as, say, for example, a lot of rain. Because if you'll close church for one reason, then you'll close church for another. When you think that their safety is in danger, you're going to close church, you Democrat, you, you know. Um, that's what you are, communist, Democrat. That's all you are. That's all you are. You, you're, but, but you're in infancy, and you don't know it yet. Time will tell. Time will tell. But anyway, so let me ask you a question. So 50% of the, your congregation decides to meet down under the pavilion at the, con- at the church. I mean, at, at the park. Is that a church? Is that your church? Think about that for just mm-hmm. a second. You're yeah. responsible to lead. If yeah. you can't lead, you've done abdicated. And you just need to get out before you do any more damage or get right with God. You know, And then you need to get up and admit it. I did that a couple weeks ago. So we had, we had a junior church guy, you know. He didn't. Be, he hadn't been here for what a month, you know, and uh, wasn't even calling, not saying anything. And uh, then we had some other, you know, teachers that just weren't being faithful. Mm-hmm. And so I fired all. I fired all of them. Mm-hmm. The whole lot of them. Every teacher, every leader. There, I fired them all. 
every one of them. I shouldn't say the word fired. Release them all from their responsibilities because some of them are very good, mm-hmm. you know. And um, but we said we're going we're to start all over again. You got to be willing to do what you feel like God's calling you to do, and the people will stay behind you. You know, they want a man of God that's going to do, you know, preach the truth, mm-hmm. and um, and they're they're willing to overlook your faults. But but a, a, a true Christian that really seeks God's will, he's not going to overlook your compromise. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to overlook that. And he's going to spot it. He's going to see it coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, well, anyway, so enough of that. Let me just say this. I was raised. I don't remember the Wesleyan church. I was raised a Wesleyan. I don't recall them ever closing church. Now, they may have, but I don't remember. I left Carney's Point, New Jersey when I was 14. And then we moved to Mickleton. Up until I was 14 years of age, the Wesleyan Church, as far as I know, always had church, you know. And I even went to church even when my parents didn't go. I started going before my parents. I'm the reason why my mom and dad and my sister started going because my next-door neighbor started taking me to church with her and her three boys, three children, I should say. Anyway, when I was um, 14, so we moved to Mickleton, New Jersey, and started going to the Kingsway Baptist Church. It used to be a good church. It ain't now. You know, so the lousy preacher that took it over, um, he's a loser. He's a lukewarm loser is all that he is. And um, so what he does is uh, you, you can tell he's, he's just he's just worldly. I mean, he brings the worldliness into the church. Uh, I mean, you could see there was a problem. I mean, sometimes the guys would be preaching even without a tie on. You say, oh, here it is. You're going to make an issue of the tie. You ought to you ought to dress your best for God. Now, if the best that you have is blue jeans, that's, it's fine. But you're coming in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and everything that you do, what's the Bible says, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. But you don't do it for the glory of God. You do it for your own comfort. What you're doing is dumbing down the church, just like the public schools are dumbing down education to make the lost feel welcome. All you are is a, is a hybels, mm-hmm. you, you know, with the seeker sensitive church uh-huh. and yeah, user friendly yeah. church. You know, no. Why should we have to lower our standards um, so they'll feel comfortable? And right. uh, and then the saints and, and, and you know the true saints they're feeling uncomfortable with all your route you know Holy Spirit doesn't want anything to do with that. no and Jesus on the outside looking in yeah. so so it, it all goes together next thing you know his wife is wearing pants then his tight pants and then after tight pants then his shorts mm-hmm. and then then after she starts being seen by the congregation at Walmart wearing that way then she starts wearing them to church I kid you not you know and uh, and then of course the music and then th- this is what he said he thinks he's fundamental Baptist because because um, after all, he's he's still he's still hanging on his King James, mm. and that's normally the last to go. Mm. But no, you done forsaken the King James a long time ago. You right. see, you read it, but you don't live it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, you you still have the King James words, but you're just you you, you live same, an NIV same, life. Same principle that yeah. the NIV people. Yeah, use. you're living an NIV life. You just haven't changed the words yet. You've just changed their meaning. Right. Right. Soon it starts with it starts with you know interpreting it according to the way that you perceive it. Then you're going to start dressing the way you want to dress. Um, and, uh, that's another C right there. Clothing. There you go. <laughs> but, um, you write all these down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I preached on them all before, <laughs> but you ain't supposed to dress for convenience or comfort's sake. What did God say to Adam and Eve? God said to Adam, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you in coats of skin and then tell you to go out in the field and out of the sweat of your brow, wearing a coat of skin, I want you to plow the field. Mm-hmm. So don't give me that. You're, you're, and you're not willing to sweat for Christ. You are not going to die for Christ. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. And uh, anyway, well, so <clears throat> this. So I got to tell church, you this about oh, yeah, this about this preacher. Um, I, I knew there was problems, and you can normally see it. You know, 
um, you need to be perceptive and prudence. You know, I believe prudence is one of the seven pillars of wisdom and prudence, ability to, you know, foresee the evil, you know, and, uh, and, and, and you know, make adjustments for it. Well, you could foresee the evil. I, I mean, the sign changed to a modern kind of looking sign, you know. And you say, was there anything wrong with it? No, but the mindset is wrong, you know, and everything is modernized, you know, and um, it just, it, it, and, but then it, it got to the place where if, 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 he didn't, if he wouldn't come into church, he closed church. I'm going on vacation, no church Wednesday night. Mm. Can you believe that? Now, the guy just resigned. Praise God. Prayers are answered. <laughs> but it's too late now. He's done ruining the church. The church, it is almost impossible to bring a church back from a backslidden position, condition. It's almost impossible. Because what it'll do is you'll split it right down the middle. Some of the old timers, and they're normally 90, you know, they're glad for the man of God to finally get back. You know, the Elijah, the John the Baptist, he's back, but he's going to drive away all the compromisers that, that he brought in. Mm -hmm. And then everything's based on numbers. God is blessing because after all, look, look, we're, we're, we're getting lost people to come. We're, we're growing tares with, along with the few sheep that, you know, mm -hmm. uh, wheat that's left. Yeah. You know, and everything's based upon numbers. And, and that's always the case. Mm -hmm. You know, I, how come I never heard a preacher say this before? Boy, the church split, but we're doing great. You know, Jesus had a church split and that was a revival. Yeah. Jesus said, you know, in fact, he turned around and said, we well, also go away. <laughs> yeah. They all forsook him in play, you know. And, um, but sometimes a revival begins with purging. In fact, I would say revival always begins with purging. I yeah. think about it, yeah. you know. Um, and um, anyway, so you so, purge Judas and, you know, and then he preached one sermon. And then he just drove it home. You don't like what I'm saying? Let me just go ahead and make it real clear for you, you know. Mm -hmm. If you don't eat my flesh, you have no life in you. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Anyway, they just had a hard time believing it. Yeah. So they run back to their Greek and they run back to their manuscript evidence. And, you know, James White says it didn't mean this. It meant something else. James White needs to get right with God or get saved. One of the two, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Yeah. So. So. so I'll yeah. So. So now he's done. He's done and called to another. And, and, and his, his whole mindset. Now, get this now. His whole mindset for going to this other church and convincing the congregation. I think he posted on Facebook. I think he said, you know. Um, why would a why would a man leave a ministry when it's doing well? What a moron! You only leave a ministry when it's doing well. You, you know, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I mean, everybody. I mean, that's when that's the only time you should leave. But mm -hmm. that may or may not be true. But but um, I'd like to ask him and everybody else, everybody else. You know, so how do you know God's leading you? I'm not saying you're not. I'm not saying he's not. But how do you know? You talking about the spirit? Okay, how did the spirit connect with you? Are you talking about a feeling? Are we going to start going charismatic mm -hmm. now? You know, uh, whatever happened to wisdom? Well, I just want to go now, you know. want to go now? That's just like guy in prison. Well, I'm leaving now, <laughs> you, you know. Uh, I'm, tired, I'm tired of being here. Of course you are. But, um, and I'm not saying God doesn't move people around. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying the sad thing is he's going to go to another church and ruin that church too. He's going to ruin that church, too. Um, the, the guy, how can a guy be called that is such a compromiser? And the cold will cause him, or he's going on vacation, so he's going to deprive everybody of church. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. And I've heard people say, well, I, I like his personality. Oh, brother. You know, because, you know, Obama, he got an office, you know, because of his personality. You don't vote personality. You vote, you vote principle, you know. Yeah. But anyway, so 
Well, so, yeah, I was going to say um, there's, uh, th- you know, the whole the whole discussion here, why our church is going liberal. So, I mean, I had this verse in Revelation that we were going to start off with. Um, but why? Well, as to lukewarm. why. I mean, is it because they close church when it's cold? Or, of course, we understand it's it's a rev- that's a revelation of something deeper. Yeah. But uh, Revelation chapter 3, um, verse number... 14 is when he's when the letter to the Laodiceans right uh it starts and it says this and unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write these things say at the amen the faithful and true witness the beginning of the creation of God I know thy works that thou art neither hot uh, cold nor hot I would thou wert cold or hot so then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot I will spew thee out of my mouth because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have nothing uh, and have need of nothing Knowest not that thou art wretched, wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried with, tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich in white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with eye salve, and that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous therefore and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in the throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with the Father in his throne. He that hath an ear, to he, hath an ear let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So that's the whole letter there um, to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans. And, um, There's a few things. Let's go ahead. Let's take it apart here. So why are churches going liberal? We might say this is a textbook case of a liberal church. That's a gray area church. Okay. So they were hot. And they were cold because how do you get hot and cold? Because Jesus said you're neither hot nor cold, but there was some heat because that's how you get lukewarm. And there was some cold because that's how you get lukewarm. It's a mixture of the two. That, that's what it comes down to. Mm. And uh, and so they were they were in the middle, you know, um, which is not willing to take a stand, not willing to bear the reproach for Christ's sake. This is the way I'm looking at it. And so Jesus said, you're lukewarm. You're absolutely worthless. I'll spew you out of my mouth. The Old Testament word may be a good comparison would be abomination. In other words, it's abomination is something God is, can't stand to look at. It's disgusting to look at. Oh, it's an abomination. It's terrible to, you know, it just makes me want to throw up. Um, and that's what Jesus is saying. You know, you lukewarm churches, you make me sick. You make me sick. And, uh, you know, now, well, let me just say a few other things. I want to go three different directions at the same time. Then he says, you don't even know it. You don't even realize you're Mm -hmm. lukewarm. Now, there's a typical Samson. Samson's a beautiful picture of the end, you know, the the, the preachers of the last day, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, Samson, then you you had the anointing of, you know, that that was the end of Judges, right, uh, Samson. And uh, and so that's that's indicative of the last days. Anyway, um, the Bible says his strength was gone from him. The Bible says he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. He didn't even know it, mm-hmm. you know. And a lot of churches, they go to church and they'll sing all songs about about the Lord, you know. But they're just going through the motions. And what did God say in Amos? He says, I hate, I despise your peace days, you know. He says, I don't even want to show up. You know, I'm not listening, mm-hmm. right? And uh, <clears throat> and so that's the way it is right here. And I do believe, um, 
I, you can't prove it, but I, I believe that that there are seven church ages. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I believe it, the evidence points to it. You know, in the last days, I believe that we're, it's going to be a lukewarm church. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, "In the last days, shall when he comes, so he find faith in the earth." People right. just not living by faith. Mm-hmm. And um, I do believe, like I, like we said last week, you know, in time. We'll find out who's truly saved and who's truly not. What mm-hmm. churches are truly legi- legitimate? And what churches are truly just they, they've done lost lost their light a long time ago. Jesus said, "If the salt loses its savor, it's good for nothing." Mm-hmm. I mean, because because that's that's the purpose of salt savor, not not you know you just don't use salt you know as a decoration or something. You right. just don't put it on the table. You know the, the salt. Its sole purpose is to, you know, to savor, you know, the salt have lost its savor. It's good for nothing, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's where we're at today. Yeah. We got a lot of salt churches, salt Baptist, salty Baptist church, you know, whatever you want to say. But you, you could say salt has lost its savor, Baptist churches, and nothing has proved it to me more. You know, I used to say COVID proved it. You know, and and COVID did pretty much reveal the condition of the country because there's no hope. There there is, there's no hope. And these these pastors they're not going to repent. And these 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 churches are full of people. They're not going to leave their church. Right. I can just imagine these. You know, they if they closed last Sunday, them hearing this, I'm sure they're indignant. Oh yeah, they're I'm sure all, they're, they're already off. ticked off. Turned uh, it oh, off. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they're not. Yeah. Gonna, they're, they want to hear. It. But but you 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 tell me how you reconcile just not coming to church because it's cold. And the first century Christians, they risked their lives to go to church. You, 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 t- you reconcile that with me. You reconcile that, that with the Hall of Faith chapter. You reconcile that with some were not willing to, uh, to take deliverance that they may have a better resurrection. You, mm-hmm. you reconcile that with me, you know. And I'm not so upset about people. Now, I am, you know, what does bother me is you've got people that call themselves independent Baptists, and they've been in independent Baptist church for a long time. And uh, so the new preacher comes or whatever, maybe the older preacher just starts getting liberal, you know. And um, so he starts doing things that just, you just can't say, you know, well, this guy's hook, line, and sinker. He's done, he's done going to the devil, you know. He's, he's a, you know, next thing you know, he's going to be going to Joe Olstein's, you know, conferences and things. And, um, but he's not there yet. But listen to what Jesus said. The hour is coming and now is now what did he mean by that it's either here or it's not what jesus was saying it's here you just don't know it mm-hmm. you know that's what he's saying and um, i'm telling you all these pastors are closing their churches they're already liberal they just don't know it yet that's what jesus said you don't realize that you're poor you're blind you're naked you, you have no idea your your terrible condition mm. you know and um and so all you're going to do is attract tears with the wheat and the, the goats along with the sheep and it won't be long before the tares are going to overrun the wheat. And um, what we need is we need revival. We need some men of God that are willing to go into these churches and just split them things wide open. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, after all, it was fundamental Baptist dollars that built the that built the buildings, right? And then all, just to hand it over. And a lot of times it's because the pastor, the pastor, he feels like for whatever reason, he's he, I, I guess he's King Tut. There's the same one that'll close the church, that also decide who the next pastor is going to be. You know, well, what if you die, man? Mm-hmm. What, what, if you, what if you die? 
you know. And that's what that one pastor said. He said, well, I'm going to make sure that I, I help in the transition process. <laughs> he's already done enough damage. He's, uh, Ten years, he's already done enough damage, you know. And uh, <clears throat> I'm not saying it's necessarily wrong. But I'm just saying a lot of these pastors, all they'll do, see, they get old. I was talking to a pastor one time about some advice. You know, this was years ago. Hey, what should I do about a certain situation? And this is what he said. I remember exactly where I was standing at. And this is what he said. He says, well, I'll tell you, I don't know what you should do. I'll tell you what I would do. He says, I'm too old. He said, I've been through too many fights. And um, I, I just, I, I personally would just let it go, you know. And uh, that's the problem. We don't nip it in the bud, you know. And, uh, you know, if, if we nip it in the bud, then it wouldn't get to be a big problem. But what they need to do is they need to, all these churches that close their churches because the pastor thinks he's God. You know, um, they just need to call them together and say, hey, listen, I, I just need to know where you're coming from. You know, are, are you a Democrat? And just not telling <laughs> us, what do you vote? <laughs> do you believe for my safety and for your safety, I'm going to rob you of your constitutional rights? I'm going to rob you of your right, your privilege, you know, of coming to church and having the fellowship of believers. Shoot, last Sunday churches were closed. We had a great day. We had a great day. And we don't even advertise. We're not closing. I, I just preached, though, kind of like this, you know. You know, true independent Baptist churches didn't close. You know if you're in a, you know if you are in a good church as to whether it closed or not. Now, I will say this. I will say this, Jonathan, because people are maybe looking for an out. Okay, so <laughs> if nobody shows up, I guess it was closed in that sense, you know. So if you want to argue semantics, but I will tell you this, that's not true. Because Walmart, if nobody shows up, and they're, they're, they're still I mean, the lights are open, mm -hmm. you know. And um, so, well, anyway, um, if uh, you know, so what is the what is the antidote? I could say, how do how do we keep? What is the one thing where we don't go liberal? How do we? Well, do we got way too many. Mama called, Papa sent. Boys of God, that are trying to do a man's work. They they just got no backbone. Your backbone has become a funny bone. <laughs> it's become a wishbone. That's all that it is, you know. And he's going to just resort, resort to Hollywood methods. He's going to re resort to all kinds of gimmicks and things to keep propping the thing up because he's done lost the power of God, you know. And um, you got to get these, you got to get these liberal compromiser preachers out, out, and you got to get them out now, you know. Um, what have I? Oft I've often said this. It, I'll tell you right now, before God and everybody, if you go to the devil, you're fired. You're out, man. My loyalty is more to God than it is to you. And I love you more because of my, my love to God than I could possibly love you without God. So you should, nobody should take offense to that. Mm -hmm. And you would, and I would hope that you would do the same thing. You'd say, Dad, you know, I enjoyed working with you for these 10, 12 years, whatever it was now. But um, you're going to the devil. I can't work for you no more. And just go. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. You know, <laughs> I, I would not blame you a bit. Well. Our loyalty, we get, we get more loyalty um, to, you know, blood than we do to, to God. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm talking about, you know, um, family ties rather than spiritual family ties. Yeah. But uh, that's the first thing, you know. And we're never going to see revival in America. And I don't care how good your preacher preaches, you know. In the end, I want to know what he believes. Now, he may not always say it the best. I'm not really articulate. I get at a loss for words sometimes. You know, and I'm not even saying I'm, you know, I'm a good preacher at all. 
I just oh, what I am saying is that we need America needs men of God that are just going to say, yeah, yeah, you fire me. I don't care. You know, Bella Howes used to say, if you fire me, I'm going to cross, go across the street and start a church. And you dead kids can have this building here. <laughs> Deadheads can have this building here. And, you know, you know, you, you you've got to believe that. Yeah. You know, um, you didn't hire me, you know, and if you're not going to come and hear me preach, that's fine. I'll, you know, I'm, but God called me here, you know, and here's a, and that's another thing. So that's another thing. That's another C right there called. So here, I'm going to give you an example. So here it is. We have this guy. He worked up in uh, Iowa, Ohio for a while, you know, and he's from the area here. I taught him when he was a kid, you know, and um, yeah, in the Christian school. And also taught his wife. They got, they got married, taught his wife in a Christian school. And, and so then he gets into ministry. He and his wife, they're gone for 15 years or whatever. I don't know. So he comes back to the area. He's going to start a church in one of the suburbs of St. Louis. God called him. God called him, you know. And he runs through a little bit of rough water. And all of a sudden, he folds up his, you know, chair, closes the door. And then he takes the first church that calls him. Now, I, you, you tell me how that's possible. Now, you know where he went to get money? He went to independent fundamental Baptist churches to help fund him as he got started. You know where he get, what, what, what the church he took? It wasn't independent fundamental Baptist church at all. You know? Now, that's what you call a compromiser. Now, he's a nice guy. You know, he's a Joe Osteen kind of a guy. <laughs> you know, nice guy. And everybody's attracted to the nice guy. He's got personality. Heck with the personality, man. You need a man of God that's going to tell you what you are not willing to tell yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And you ain't got enough guts to tell your wife, you know? <laughs> and uh, so you got to have some, a man of God, but your there's another thing. So, I mean, for example, you know, last night I said to some folks, you know, in fact, I just said it. You need to do whatever you need to do to get your kids in a you know Christian school. And I got people in the church, you know, they send their kids to public school. They're sending their kids to the devil, you know. They need to be told that. Mm-hmm. If, they, if they know that I, you know, they know I care about them. Hopefully they stay. But I'm not going to not say it because they need to hear it. You know, that's a compromiser right there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so anyway, I, you know, you just got to you got to go the extra mile. Don't give me this. You're going to die for Jesus when you're not willing to go the extra mile for Jesus. You're not. And these preachers, they're just not willing to do it. At, we're never going to see revival until churches see revival. And we're never going to see churches get revival until the man that stands behind the pulpit gets right with God. It, it, that's where it is right there. And by the way, let me just tell you this. So you got seven letters this is what everybody says. Seven letters to seven churches. That ain't true. I mean, read your Bible. I mean, why do we say that? It says, to the angel of the church. Now, what's angel? Angel's messenger. You see in the Old Testament, you got people that came as, as people. Uh, angels came as people, you know? And, um, and so it's, not, it's, to a, it's to an angel, you know? But I believe the angel's the messenger to the church, which would be the preacher. And he's all those accusations to the preacher. You, preacher, have a name that you're alive and you're dead. You, you see? You, preacher, you're lukewarm, you know? I mean, that's the, that's the direct interpretation right there, you know? Um, and um, you, preacher, you have left your first love. That, that's, what, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. To the angel of the church, not to the church, but to the angel of the church. And, um, mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, so we ain't never going to see revival until we see men of God get right with God. Mm. And most of them, they're just mama called, papa sent. That's all they are. You know, they're compromisers. They're lukewarm, dry, dead. That's all they are. Not willing to preach the truth because they're afraid you're going to lose somebody. They know they got to keep them to pay the bills. Heck with the bills. Sell the stinking church then. It's better to just meet in a, in a tent than it is uh, you know, with people that love God than it is to meet in a wonderful. And that's another thing. All these preachers, you know why they compromised during COVID? Because they didn't want to lose their buildings. You know, they could lose your building for crying out loud. I got more respect for John MacArthur than I do for these independent Baptist churches that closed their doors. Mm. You know, and um, anyway, so MacArthur said, and, and MacArthur is a good example. He just said, well, you know, so we abided by, you know, Gavin Gruesome, you know, Gruesome Newsome. He said for a few weeks, we, you know, we didn't have church because, you know, I get it for a week or two. You think, man, if it's a real catastrophe, I, I okay, I get it. And I think it was wrong, but I get it. But to go on and on and on, you know, so all you did was just starve your people. That's all you did, you know. And don't give me this bull about, you know, how they closed the schools and now kids have lost a year or two education. I wonder how much your people have lost in spiritual growth because you've done close the church. Right. And one day a church is worth a thousand days of public school. Yeah. Yeah. We can undo in, a th- in, in, in uh, one day uh, in church then and, do, and, and, and tip the balance to all the damage that is done by the public school teacher. Mm-hmm. Christian school teacher, public school teacher or not. You know, if he ain't willing to get up and say what he believes because of money, he's a compromiser too. Compromiser too. Oh, my public school isn't so bad. Your public school is right out of hell. Oh, but my public, my, my kid's second grade teacher loves Jesus and goes to church. Well, then let him say that God created the heavens and the earth. Let him say it. I dare him. That's going to tell you. So he's willing to compromise truth for this right here, right mm. there. And that's the problem. And it's filtered into churches. Mm. You know, that's the problem right there. You say, well, what's he supposed to do? Well, get a job in a public school. It won't pay the bills. Well, then, if he's called to teach, well, then lower his lifestyle. Lower his lifestyle. Let him sell that house and get, and rather than paying a $1,500 a month mortgage, then get yourself a $500 mortgage. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. You've just done sold out for the devil. That's all you've done. And the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. You covet it after it, you're going to err from the faith. Yep. That's what it says. That's exactly what it says. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had this little one old boy, you know, when I was talking about, you know, the Discovery Channel and, and how it was all manipulative. As mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned, it was. They had an agenda. They had an agenda. See, the world has never been for Christ. Hollywood has never been for Christ. The news right. just does. You know, uh, you start talking about Jesus on the news. Boy, they'll cut you off. I was just watching a show just the other day. Um, there's this one politician. Uh, was talking about the Lord saved him, you know, and then as soon as he started talking about Jesus, then then all of a sudden they, they lose the feed. Oh, yeah, I just saw it yesterday, and um, and this, and then the, the the lady, you know, the anchor said, "Oh, I'm sorry, we we just lost the feed. <laughs> I wonder why." I'm sure, they did. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, they yeah they lost the feed all right mm-hmm. intentionally, but um, the world has never been for Christ. And uh, the whole idea to think that somehow we can coexist with, with the devil. The Bible says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Light cannot coexist with darkness. That's what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. That's what it says. You know? Yeah. So there's your problem right there. Preachers. Com- compromise. Dead, dry, compromised preachers. I wish I could think of some more words to make them matter. <laughs> because they, really, they just need to get right with God. <laughs> you know? 
I, but every one of them is steaming. If 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 any of them ever would ever listen to something like no, this, no. As soon as they hear where I'm going, you know, no, they turn it off and they're huffing and puffing and posting, making some post about let, why, let me can't, just why can't we just love each other? Yeah. Why why do we? Why can't we just get along? That's yeah. what they're doing. I mean, love God. You know, you know, you know, love heaven, love your mom, love your dad, love the devil. You know, just <laughs> love sin. You know, everything's good. You know, let's ride our blessed assurance to heaven. But let me just close by saying this. So Jesus, you know, he's out preaching and all these people making their excuses, you know, why they can't do this and that and the other thing. Jesus said, let the dead bury their dead, you know. Well, I married a wife, therefore I cannot come. Well, he's the compromiser right there. I'm, I'm telling you. Okay, so independent Baptist. Okay, so, so I would say a lot of worldly preachers, you know, I mean, just worldly or lost, you know. So, they, yeah, they get, their, they get their messages from their wives. In fact, their wives are the preacher, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but. Here, here's where our problem is, okay? So he's, he's so unsure in his leadership, he's got to get confirmation from his wife. Shoot, man, it'll be a cold day in hell before I ask my wife about what do you think about me preaching this or whatever. Mm. You know, that is evidence right there that you're not walking with God. You don't have the wisdom of God. You're not being led by the word of God. You're being led by your wife. Mm. You know, you're henpecked. You're henpecked. How can you lead a church if you're going to let your wife lead you, lead you? And if you stop preaching the truth because your kid is, is, is living in sin or your kid's doing this, therefore you, you used to preach, but you don't preach it anymore. Had this See that one, all the time. Yeah, this one, one, one family recently. So, you know, so, so he, he always believed, well, I'm a fundamentalist to the core. Time will tell. Time will tell. And now his boy, he's got long hippie hair, looks like the devil. You know, now all of a sudden, you know, it, it, it all kind of changes now, you know. Well, you're convicted. See, you never had a conviction. Your conviction was a conviction of change. You never really believed it. Mm -hmm. And time would tell. I mean, you started wearing uh, long hair right now. You're gone. You're out, you know, because I'm going to preach it. And that's going to put you in a bad way. Why put you in a bad way? Mm -hmm. why, why would we do that? You just need to run down to Southern Baptist Church, mm -hmm. you know, and then make money down there. You can make a lot of money down there. You know, somebody mm -hmm. told me a long time ago, you'd be a good Southern Baptist. They make a lot more money. The Southern Baptist Church is, you know, is, is liberal. Man, it's long shot. And independent Baptist churches are not far behind. Are you hearing me? <laughs> <That's good. laughs> but anyway, so Jesus says this. So he says, he, you know, these people give an excuse. Lord, I want to be a disciple. So there's. You know, but let me, let me, my dad's sick. And then I got something else I got to do first and all that stuff. So this one guy comes up to Jesus and says, you know, let, let me follow you. And Jesus says, nope. He just said, nope. You just go back home and tell what great things God, I can't use you. You're a compromiser. <laughs> and Jesus, Jesus could see it down the road, but they themselves didn't know it yet. You know, and, uh, and by the way. Not, I believe that judgment is not only going to be what we did do or what we get, to, but also what we would have done had we had opportunity to do it, mm. you know, and uh, and and I think that's kind of clear in the Bible, you know, we're we're you know sinful by nature. Thank God we're saved and it's all under the blood, mm -hmm. but we're not talking about that. We're not talking about the love of God. We're talking about the wrath of God now. And the Bible says the wrath of God abideth on the unbeliever. That's that's exactly what the Bible says. And uh, we're also talking about revival. That's what we're talking about, revival. We're not going to see revival in America until men of God get right with God. And the best thing to do is 90% of them. I, would say, I shouldn't say 90. 
75% of them just need to go. They need to get out. Get out. Do the country a favor. <laughs> do your kids a favor. Get out of the ministry before you do any more damage. And just admit what you are. You're a compromiser. That's all you are. You're lazy. You just, you're, you're like the lazy guy that, you know, so, he, you know, he, he, he gets a, I don't know, he gets a headache, so he calls off work, mm. you know, so he don't have to work that day. You don't want to study. You put it off all week long, and then Saturday night, you can't get anything to say, so you're glad when they call off school. You're glad when the snow, so you can call off church. Unbelievable. If you ain't got nothing to say, then let your assistant say it then, mm. you know? Right. Amen. The Bible says um, the slothful will not plow by reason of the cold. He's always got a reason, he's got an excuse. He doesn't want to plow, so he's just going to use whatever excuse. Whatever excuse. That's right. If it ain't cold, it's something else. Mm -hmm. God have mercy on us. Mm. All righty. Well, I guess that about wraps this one up. <laughs> Unless you got anything else to 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 get off your chest. There. Well, as you can see, I've got something to say. You know, and um, and I believe every man of God, I, I, as far as I'm concerned, is anxiously looking for Sunday. Man, I am. Man, I guess I could start getting excited about Wednesday on Tuesday, you know, because God has showed me something from the word of God. Man, I was excited and I never got to it because mm -hmm. we I teach through the Bible on Wednesday night. I teach uh, topics in Sunday school and I have for almost the 32 years I've been here. And um, but on Wednesday night, I teach for the first, I guess, 10 years of my ministry here. I would just teach books of the Bible. And then I started teaching through the Bible. And uh, so I guess in 2010. I guess it's 15 years. And then in 2010, I taught through the Bible. It took me 11 years to teach through the Bible. And now we're doing it again. And, you know, we're in Leviticus. Man, God has shown me some things. Man, I'm just excited. In fact, we had a guy that gave a testimony last night. And he says, man, Leviticus. And I've had several people say, Leviticus is an open book, you know. And um, I didn't realize there was so much in it. And there is a lot in it, you know. Um, Leviticus is quoted in the New Testament about 100 times. So there, there's a lot of meat in Leviticus, and it's, it's Jesus. Jesus said, had you believed Moses, you would have believed me. Moses wrote of me, and Moses wrote Leviticus, humanly speaking. It's God's word, but Moses penned it, and um, he wrote it down, um, scriptured it, um, scripted it, okay? And um, but uh, So, yeah, and then come Sunday, you know, I'm, I'm just, the Lord gives me something. See, the problem is the Lord don't give you anything because you ain't walking with God. <laughs> That's mm. why. And you ain't got nothing to say. And uh, so you're, you're glad to hear of these things, you know. <laughs> Praise the Lord, man. It snowed. You know, we can stay home with our family. And that's a, a, a liberal compromising preachers. So every fifth Sunday night, they cancel church, you know. Spend it with your family. As You, you think they're going to spend it with, your, with their family? Are you insane? Preacher, are you that stupid? Are you that stupid? Unbelievable. Anyway, now you go home and sit in the living room and all look at each other on Sunday night instead of uh, now you got me all upset. <laughs> but I tell you what, we ought to be upset because of the world's going to hell in a handbag and nobody seems to care. I had somebody tell me, why are you so upset? Well, I, my, my answer is, why aren't you upset? How come this doesn't fire you up? You know, don't you care that your country, your kids are going to go? You're going to be. In, yeah. Can you imagine four more years of Joe Biden? Mm -hmm. There'll be nothing left. Mm -hmm. Your kids, your minds will just live in North Korea. Mm. You say, oh, you're just, oh, you're, you're, you're just, you're just overly exaggerating the whole thing. No, 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 you are, you got a blind eye and a deaf ear. No, no, you are blind in both eyes. Mm. That's what it is. You're the blind leading the blind. 
Anyway, I got no use for them. No use for them. As far as I'm concerned, they're compromised. One preacher called me up a while back. says, I thought we were on the same page. No, we're not on the same page. And then I said this to him. I said, if I were to preach the same thing in your church, I pre- because I preach it in my church, it offends you. But if I were to preach it in your church, you'd have been saying amen the whole time. you got a chip on your shoulder, you thinking compromiser. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> un- un- just unreal. That's just unreal. See, nobody, everybody wants to be like the lukewarm Christian in the gray area. You say, well, you make it so complicated. The person told me that not too long ago. You make it so complicated. It's complicated? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? You, the problem is you don't believe, and time will tell. All you're going to do is just change it all to suit your perception of what Christ is mm-hmm. rather than what the Bible says Christ is. Yep. Anyway, we better go ahead and go. My blood pressure is going up. <laughs> Forgot to take my blood pressure medicine <laughs> this morning. I think we ought to go on for another hour here. <laughs> <laughs> well, tune in on Sundays. We'd love to have you listen. Give us some feedback. We'd like to hear from you. I mean, I don't care if you don't agree with me. That's not going to change me. <laughs> Hopefully, I can change you. Um, but if you don't change, that's fine. We got people. I had a lady tell me last night. She said, I don't believe everything you say. I said, that's fine. That's fine. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm a literalist. I just take the Bible and believe what the Lord says, mm-hmm. you know. But that's fine. You know, you're good. I'm good, you know. But I ain't going to. I'm not going to tune down what I believe the Bible teaches just because you don't believe it. I mean, forget that, right. man. I'm thinking about writing a sermon about it now. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, just just to help those people know that I'm not going to be persuaded. To I, I'm going to preach what God leads me to preach, and not what you tell me that you believe or not to believe to somehow twist my arm to get me to I don't know water down. Um, j- just the truth. Yeah. Man. Yeah. All right. Well, good. Are we all done? <laughs> We're all done right. for now. All right, thanks for listening. We've been going for a long time, haven't yeah, we? Well, no, that's about it's about as normal. But uh, that was good, very good. Um, but I, I'm, I'm right there, right there with you. And I think that some people, I think that they cannot come to church when it's cold or snowing or raining, you know, or if they have a headache or whatever. That that's fine. That that's fine. Just be consistent. Just be consistent, you know. And even if you're not consistent, that's good. I'm glad you come when you come. Praise the Lord. But we ain't closing church because of you. Yeah. Right. You know, right. You are crazy. Right. You know, and then all you're trying to do is justify it by saying, oh, well, you, you know, the, you got these two old people they ain't going to come anyway. Yeah. You know, we got to close the whole church because just a handful ain't going to show up anyway. Mm-hmm. I think what we were probably about 10 short. Um, we had a normal Sunday. Yeah. You know, yeah. pretty much. I mean, I, I'd say it's probably maybe 15 or so. Yeah. Maybe 10. Low. Yeah. A little low. Right. 10, 15 maybe didn't show up. I, I don't know. That's because everyone's so scared of you. <laughs> because you're a dictator. <laughs> the exact opposite is true. And, and, the and exact that's true. opposite is true. That's right. But people right. listening to this might twist it, but uh, just, I mean, you're, you're, you said, don't listen to me. Don't. I'm not sitting here trying to tell you when to come, when not to come. So, right. Um, Amen. Jesus told us to come. That's right. If you can come, you ought to be here. And if you can't, that's all there is. Providentially hindered. Mm-hmm. You but, know. But don't give me this this snow. You know. Don't give me this cold. That's just like you were saying. He will not plow by reason of the cold. Won't come to church by reason of the cold. You know what he is? The scriptures say it. He's lazy, slothful man. All right. Amen. Well, there's some good conviction for us here. If you've made it to the end and you haven't. <laughs> Congratulations. You we'll send you a medal. <laughs> you haven't stopped listening in a huff. Congratulations. But, uh, no, thank, thank you very much for that. Thanks for listening in. Uh, we'll be back with you. Uh, next week. <laughs>